Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening. Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James. He returns on Tuesdays, taking some well-deserved time off, and I'm always happy to be in his seat. Well, kind of, sort of like. I'm Heidi Harris, <laughs> as the little liner mentioned. Heidi Harris Show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Rumble. If you'd like to follow the station, it's 989-WORD on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like to text me, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is open, 7137 there's a guy by the name of Edwin Castro. You may have heard about him. He won the largest jackpot in lottery history, $2 billion. Okay. And then, of course, the minute he won it, somebody claimed it was their ticket, not his, which is a whole hassle. Can you imagine? First of all, as nice as it would be to suddenly have that much money, and I can think of a lot of charitable organizations and uh, think tanks and things like that that I would be happy to give them. Not politicians. You notice I didn't say politicians? But a lot of charitable causes and things I would be happy to give my money to if I had that much money, right? Not that I don't now, but that kind of money could really make a difference if you donated quite a bit of it. Anyway, he's 31 years old. And apparently, you know, he had to be pretty calm because he wins his $2 billion dollars. 2.4 billion, I'm sorry, 2.04 billion, right? So he wins this money and then he finds out immediately that he's being sued and that somehow the ticket was bought by another guy named Jose Rivera. And he said, you know, I could have given him whatever amount they wanted to make the lawsuit go away, but I didn't want to. He said, if you do that, you're open to everybody coming at you with their hands out, right? He won this after purchasing a ticket from Joe's Service Center in Altadena, California. He decided to take the lump sum. Can listen to this. This is California, right? $2.04 billion. And the lump sum, after California taxes and everything else, federal and everything, 997 million. Boy, that's over 50%. Jeez. <laughs> now, the California Lottery State Commission has said it's obtained a video of the ticket purchase from the store where he got it. So this guy sued him initially, and he kind of was able to hold his cool because he knew he had bought it. But um, they're wholly confident, according to the lottery people, that Mr. Rivera did not have the ticket. He claimed he was the one who bought it, and it was allegedly stolen by his former landlord. Sources told the uh, New York Post that Castro has no connections with either of them. But... Uh, and the attorney to the guy who's lying and saying it's his ticket has saying she's got to resign because there's been an irreconcilable breakdown in the attorney-client relationship. Anyway, so this guy Castro, 
who studied architecture in Woodbend, um, in uh, Burbank, California, continues to pray and read his Bible, and he's made plans to donate to various charities because he's determined to do good things with his fortune. Now, I know there are Christians, there's some Christians out there who think buying lottery tickets is sinful. Uh, I'm not a you know, theologian. I don't see it that way, but there are people who do. I, mean, I think if you're out there blowing the rent on slot machines and things like that or you know, lottery tickets and you're not feeding your family and you're not being responsible for, you know, other things that you need to do, then I think that that's a little crazy and I think that's wrong. But that's, that. I would say the same thing if you're blowing the money on car parts or clothes or anything, right, that you are taking away from your family and taking food out of your kids' mouths. So, you know, I'm just, can you imagine winning $997 million? I mean, you think it's a free ride, but you don't realize how much pressure's on you now. Everybody knows who you are. There are some states, and I could look this up, but I haven't. Uh, I've looked it up in the past, and I can't remember which states. There are some states that allow you to remain anonymous when you win huge amounts of money. Other states do not. It'd be nice to win it and not let anybody know who you were. But uh, can you imagine Will winning 900 and not, Well, that's your, your cut of it, $997 million. I couldn't, but nobody would hear from me after that. Okay, but see what I mean? There you go. Now now you're going to what? You're going to walk away from, I'm not saying you, you would still be working, <laughs> but you're going to walk away from friends and family and everybody you've known all your life. You would do that? You know, I'll uh, keep a little back channel open for the people that are, you know, that are really Did, important. Well, see, that's what, you know, people forget when you win this kind of money. For example, I saw a picture of this guy, uh, Mr. Castro. And he was looking for, you know, he has like a new Porsche or whatever it was he was driving. And he was looking for a house with a realtor, you know, whatever. Okay, of course, he's looking for it. But you move into a big neighborhood. Suddenly you can afford this fancy neighborhood. They're never going to accept you. You're the guy that won the lottery, right? You're not one of them. You're not a guy who made partner at the law firm. You're not the neurosurgeon. You're, you're not one of those kind of guys. That's right? that old so, New money right. versus old money, yeah. Yeah, the nouveau riche, as they say. Texter says, South Carolina allows winners to remain anonymous. Good, thank you for that information. Did not know that. But yeah, that's the problem. You're, you're always going to be the guy who won the lottery. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. that make you a bad person. But you're not really one of them. Now, here's the weird thing about it, what people don't ever think about when it comes to winning that kind of money. You will change everything about your life you'll change the dynamics with your friends because suddenly if it were me i have several people in my life i would want to pay their house off okay that's the kind of stuff i'd want to do for people right but if you do that for people now what happens your relationship is changed with them now you wouldn't intend for it to change with them you just want to be nice and say hey i'm going to pay you. or even even if you quietly did it behind the scenes they'd figure out it was you right you pay it off and now, no matter what's going on in their life, if you call, they got to take your call, right? They're going to feel obligated to you, even if you don't want them to. So it changes things, right? I don't know. I think people don't realize that. There was a guy a few years back who won the lottery, and I think he lived in one of the boroughs in New York. I don't remember which one it was. And it was more of a lower income part of town that he lived in. And I remember when he won the money. It wasn't $2 billion, but it was quite a bit. And somebody, one of his neighbors said, boy, I'm sure glad he won. This neighborhood could use some help. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
You better move out of that house real fast, bud. But see, that's the problem. So now what do you do? You ditch all your friends and family, people you've known all your life. That if you hadn't won that money, they'd have probably been there for you in a heartbeat. But now that you want, you know, let's say you you hadn't won the money, you were just a normal guy, you got into a car accident or something, you had some fall and some tough times, they'd be there for you in a second. But now that you won this money, now they think your money bags, they're there with their hand out. And your real friends won't be that way, but your real friends will probably just go, mm, I'm going to step back because I don't want him buying all the money. That's what I would do. I'd be buying every time I went somewhere to dinner, would I be buying everybody's dinner? But people don't like that when you're always buying because they feel bad. I would. I'd feel bad if somebody else was always buying. It's just weird. They just don't talk about it. Uh, the dynamics, the change in your life. And I think a lot of people aren't prepared for it. We've all seen those stories, those, uh, you know, the reality shows and di- documentaries about people who won the lottery and wind up with nothing. There are some people who spend their money well and don't wind up broken five years. A lot of other people are, are broken five years. They literally have nothing because remember you haven't earned all this money you haven't worked for it and earned it all of a sudden it's this big windfall and you've got to get some you got to get some very good advice about how to spend it I mean look at all these football players uh, I don't know if you guys watch the 30 for 30 documentaries I love them love sports documentaries and there's one I think it's called broke and they interview f- former football players and people like that who are completely broke and, you know, you get out of high school, you get into college, you get into the NFL, you have all this money all of a sudden, you have no history. A lot of these kids come from poor neighborhoods. They have no family who has any money. You know, like Taylor Swift, her dad's a finance guy, okay? Say what you want about Taylor Swift, and I'm not going to take any hate texts on Taylor. I don't know why people hate on her. You know, I'm, I don't revere any any uh, celebrities, okay? But she is enormously talented, and I see why she has what she has. Okay, but her dad's a finance guy, and her parents seem to be very normal, unlike Britney Spears, poor girl. Uh, so that helps, right? you you got to have somebody who can help keep, you you know, things on the straight and narrow. But suddenly you're an NFL guy. Everybody in your family is poor. No one's ever had any money and not investments or anything else. They don't know what to do with it. So all of a sudden you get no advice or you get advice that's bad advice. Somebody says they want to come in and help you manage your money. Wink, wink. And the next thing you know, you have nothing. And that happens all the time. Look at Jewel, the singer Jewel. I just read her autobiography a while back, and her mother took 80, is it 80 million, 100 million? Some unbelievable amount of money that her mother took while she was working her butt off and just working, and her mom was managing her and just took it all. You know, so. And she's very upfront about it. I'm not telling her secrets, but tough, very tough. Interesting. It just changes the dynamic of your life, and it may not necessarily be in a good way, or maybe it is. I wouldn't want someone to like me for my money, though. That would bother me. You never know. After that, you never know if they like you for you, ever. It's weird. I'm Heidi Harris, in for Charlie James, coming right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good evening. Always a privilege sitting here for the great Charlie James. He returns on Tuesday. So you've got me tomorrow and you've got me on Monday. Will, when is the last time you saw a movie in a movie theater, my friend? It has been so long. Um, I couldn't even tell you. I know. Apparently, uh, let's see, Wonka has emerged as the Christmas winner, according to The Hollywood Reporter. It made $100 million. Aquaman 2, apparently, is not very well has not been very well received. Yeah, I don't think Aquaman 1 did very good either. I just, it's hard. I can't get out the door to see a movie in a movie theater anymore. And I'm not saying anybody shouldn't. It's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But at least, you know, when you turn on a movie in your house, you know, whether you watch it on, you know, Amazon Prime or you one of these things that you can rent them or watch it for free or whatever else at least if it sucks you can just turn it off <laughs> or you can pause it i don't have to feel trapped like if i need to go do a little like restroom break or make popcorn or what i can leave i can leave my living room or wherever and i can pause the thing and i i can happily i have all my creature comfort you know all my all my toys are in my house yeah. uh yeah people have been and the other thing about the movie theaters that I don't like too much anymore, and please let us know, 71307, 71307, Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. Uh, another thing I don't like about the movies, and I, I hate to be this way, it's not always like this, but the few times I've gone in the last few years, I can't remember the last time I actually went to a movie, people are rude, they're on their phone, you know, and your, your, if your screen is on your phone, in my face, it's distracting, or... You know, they're talking, and it's just so much better to be in your house is my point. Well, and I think the one thing movie theaters are going to have to reconcile is after, yeah, after COVID, you know, we all got so used to just, yeah, I've got all this stuff here at my house. I'm good, you know? So I think what they're going to have to do is entice people by coming up with, you know, what's some kind of luxury or creature comfort or thing that I don't have at my house that you can provide me with that movie theater experience, and then I will go. Right. And I know, listen, the last time I went, where did I go? I went, we went to something. I think it was Top Gun Maverick. Was it really? I don't get out much. Uh, I know I went to see that because I went to see it with a bunch of fighter pilot friends of mine. And uh, they loved it. They thought it was very cool, which, you know, they, if they give you the thumbs up, then you're good, right? And, but a lot of movie theaters now, they have the, you know, the reclining chairs and all this other kind of stuff. So that does make it a lot nicer, even if you are paying $20 for a box of popcorn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely something. Yeah, I, I just think it's hard. Like, Maestro came out, Bradley Cooper. I have not seen it. I love Bradley Cooper, okay? I love him. But I uh, didn't go because I understand there's some sex scene in that that I don't care to see. You know, not that I'm offended. I just don't care to see it, you know? It just, and, that, and that's the thing. You feel like you go to see a movie, and you're going to learn about Leonard Bernstein, but then I'll, Bernstein, Bernstein, I should know this, I don't. And then you turn around and you get some, you know, somebody's agenda, you know, 
hitting you over the head and, and you know that's why you don't want to go what i'm trying to remember the last thing my husband and i watched that was just started to watch a few minutes of it and it was just god awful and we turned it off i don't remember but that's the problem and, and i'm not one for hallmark movies either forget that stuff you know that i was teasing my husband the other day there was some we were watching something and they had a bunch of uh commercials for the hallmark movie channel i said aren't you glad i don't watch that crap <laughs> oh my gosh that's sappy stuff i'm not saying you shouldn't i'm not saying anybody else is wrong i'm just, i just think in there and, and you know the problem with those some of those movies is they seem i think a lot of times they give women the impression that especially lifetime movies they give women the wrong impression and wrong information about men and marriage and all those things. And I think that's very prevalent in our society. You know, Will, you and I have talked about this a couple of times and what's going on with the dating scene now. And it's just nuts anymore. It's very different. It is. And, uh, you know, the way I kind of say it is it's, you know, it used to be back before the Internet, before all this fancy stuff, you know, you had your little geographic area and that was kind of your your quote unquote dating pool. Right. right. Well, now you can see what's going on half a world away and maybe that's more enticing to you than the dating pool, you know, in your area, so to speak. And so yeah. I think it's it's almost that idea of having too many choices makes making a choice harder. Uh, and so I think that's why people are, you know, setting these demands so high or won't settle down if, you know, just the slightest thing is amiss. Um, now, that's an interesting point that you made because, you know, a lot of people will say, don't give your dogs more than three toys. <laughs> right. Well, and they've, I mean, they've done these studies where they've seen, you know, if you give people three choices, they'll be happier with the choice they made than if you give them 20 choices. And right. then, and then they feel like, well, did I miss out by not making choice Z, Y, X, whatever? That's interesting. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that's true. If you give people fewer choices, then they don't feel like they're missing out on something. Oh, I should try this. Oh, I should try that. Oh, I should do this. I should do that. Yeah, and you, you, you just kind of get left with buyer's remorse just for the fact of thinking of all the could-have-beens, I suppose. Yeah, and, and I think that women today seem, especially the younger women, they seem to have a very unrealistic view of what life should be and, and what marriage should be. And when I say that, I don't mean that, that you, you know, settle for some guy you're not happy with. I'm not talking about that. But what women are expecting out of a relationship is very unrealistic from what I can see now. I see these women who put things on and I don't, I'm not on TikTok, but I'll see guys on YouTube and other platforms who will grab TikTok videos off that these women will get on and put them on and they'll talk about their, their marriage, their divorce, their this, their that. So these are women talking about their own lives and they're very unreal on board or, you know, he's such a nice guy, but I actually saw one woman say he's a really nice guy. He's a great father. He treats me great, but he doesn't give me love notes. I'm not making this up. Well, I said to my husband, honey, I said, where's my love note? <laughs> no, I said, my husband's not sent me a love note. We've married 21 years. I, that's not what I expect from him. Oh yeah. And you know, I think to, to your point, I do think that the internet social media specifically has kind of given an entire generation this kind of false notion i think it's it's made us more materialistic i think it's made us less uh what's the word 
uh, having a lack of attention, uh, however you want to phrase that. Right, right. Um, and I think with all that, we kind of get these unrealistic expectations about what everything is. You know, it's like we talked about that one time, kind of curating your life, and we see all this. And so that's just what we expect out of life, and it's just not even an accurate measure of what life typically looks like. Right, or what anybody looks like. Right, yeah. You know, you're not seeing the real person. Everybody's got filters and, and all this nonsense. You have no idea who you're looking at when you see a picture of somebody online. And so that's part of it, too. And so it gives everybody the false impression. My kids are great. My life is perfect. Da-da-da-da-da. So they're always feeling as if if they have a problem in their life, their marriage, their friendship, their kids, whatever, their health, whatever, then they're out of the mainstream. And that's not true. You're just normal. Yeah, and that, uh, well, that's the thing is we, you know, so I can show you just as many problems as I want people to know that I have, or I can right. show you as few, or I can show you the perfect life that I have. And it's all, you know, it's all filtered through what I want you to know about me. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's the key word, filtered. Very unrealistic. And unfortunately, it's making people very unhappy. That's the problem. All right. Take a quick break. Coming back with the last half hour of the Charlie James Show. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Okay, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Who said that? But I just saw something on Twitter I want to share with you. By the way, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. I will be here tomorrow and Monday, and then Charlie returns on Tuesday. All right, Will, I want you to listen to this. This is funny. So this guy named Matt Wallace I follow on Twitter, and he's, uh, what is he? I just follow him because he's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know what he is. <laughs> Take it. He's a writer. He writes interesting things. Otherwise, I wouldn't follow him on Twitter. So he write, he's got this whole list of times and dates. He says, 2008, Mark Zuckerberg becomes a billionaire. 2009, Mark Zuckerberg, of course, you all know, CEO of Facebook, doesn't build a bunker. 2010, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't build a bunker. Okay, I'm going to just skip down. Okay, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't build a bunker. 2021, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't build a bunker. 2022, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't build a bunker. 2023, Mark Zuckerberg decides to build a massive survival bunker along with many other elites. Be prepared for 2024. You need at least enough stock to last through the initial wave until the after society forms on the other side. <laughs> What do you guys think? 71307, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307. You know what? I think 2024 is going to be an interesting year. I know the Democrats are going to try to do the best they can to not allow the economy to crash like some are predicting because they know that'll kill them at the polls, right? But sometimes it doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes there's only so much you can do to stop it from happening. But And there was somebody else who put a thing on Twitter about, oh, my gosh, so-and-so else is building a bunker and this and that and the other. I mean, do you really think it's going to get that bad? Now, I ultimately put my, my trust, everything, in God. I know that God is going to make sure that I eat no matter what happens. But that being said, I still think everyone's got to be prepared. I mean, you've got to have enough food to last you uh, 
you know, at least for a period of time, right? Texter says, Heidi, Art Bell used to talk about these elitist survival bunkers. Yeah, if you want to live in a bunker, I, I, you know, I'm the kind of person where if there's a nuclear attack, I'd probably just go outside and take a deep breath. Do I really want to live till it's, what is it, the walking dead? Till it looks like the walking dead outside? Do I really want to be there? I know where I'm going after I die. I don't know. And the problem, of course, becomes if everybody, if it, if it gets as bad as some are predicting that it might, you know, what's it going to look like? And remember that, you know, God will make sure that his people are taken care of. But that does not mean that God going, you know, after us from the standpoint of judgment on the nation, because we've turned our back on God, that doesn't mean that, that God's not going to let bad things happen. I mean, throughout history, nations have been punished. I mean, read the Old Testament, you'll read all kinds of things about nations that have been punished. You know, Jeremiah, things like that, Ezekiel, you know, and, and, and then they'll know that I'm the Lord. Whoops. And then they'll know that I'm the Lord. Not yet. And then they'll know that I'm the Lord. You know, they don't, uh, you know, they, they don't listen. People don't listen. They've been warned. We've turned our back away from God in this country. Turned our back on him. We're calling good evil, evil good, which the Bible talks about. And I'm not a theologian and, you know, just, but I'm just making the point that, you know, I give it to God, but my gosh, we have turned our back on God and basically given him the middle finger for so long in so many ways, the things that are happening culturally now, things that, that you, 10 years ago, if somebody had said, you know, this or that's going to happen. I mean, could you even imagine you, 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 you know, it's stunning what's going on. To me, the most interesting thing about it is, and kind of discouraging, is the rapidity at which this has happened. With, 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 I mean, it's happening. It's going downhill so fast, like a snowball. So fast. You know, like an avalanche. It started out as a snowball. Now it's an avalanche of cultural change. And a lot of people say, oh, well, let's move here. Let's move there. Y'all know that I, I live in Sin City. Okay. It's, you know, we're going to have... <laughs> Just to give you an idea, folks, we're going to have 400,000 people in Las Vegas for the weekend. Yeah, 400,000 people. <laughs> and they're all going to behave very well. I'm sure they are. Anyway, but we do have a great, great New Year's Eve you know, fireworks display. I'm not going near this trip, though. Don't worry. I wouldn't do that. But the thing is that... It used to be that there were certain things that people just didn't put out in the open. You know, there were certain behaviors and decisions people made and whatnot that they said, oh, I'm not making the right decision, but I'm just going to be quiet about it. I'm just going to make sure nobody knows I'm doing this or that, conducting myself in this way, carrying on in this way, whatever. Nowadays, they're right out there with whatever they want to do, defying God in every possible way. And they don't care. They're just out there openly defying him, and there there doesn't seem to be any. And if you do call anybody on anything, and you question anything that people are doing, you're bad, you're intolerant, you're phobic, you're whatever you are. You know, transphobic, homophobic, whatever phobic, you're a racist, you're, you know, you're something. You, because you have standards of whatever those might be. Standards aren't allowed anymore. And that's nothing new in the human condition. 
But if you read the Old Testament at all, you see these people just defying God, defying God, defying God. God is very patient with us, but eventually he's going to run out of patience. And so uh, will something terrible happen in 2024 that is all part of God's plan of punishing us and hopefully maybe trying to get our attention? I don't know. How could I possibly? But I do find it interesting. Texter says, uh, Zuckerberg's also planning on hiring a, a company-sized security detail to keep his butt safe because that's the first place everybody's going to go. Right. And I'll tell you what, if you are, if you have, you know, food or whatever you have, you better have a way to defend it. <laughs> you know, your neighbors start walking around like the, what is it? What is the show again? The Walking Dead? The Living Dead? The, what is it? Whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Will. I mean, if, if, if you've got people walking around like zombies, like the walking dead, trying to rip your screens off your windows, you better have a way to defend it, whether it's food or water or anything. Crazy. So I don't know. Texter, I'm total, I've totally thought the same thing this morning. We've been messing up and God is going to show us he's God, right? And will we listen? I don't know. Historically, you know, throughout human history, people have thrown their nose at God, and sometimes they don't listen. How you know? How many, how many plagues do you want, huh? You know, how many times do do, do you have to have famine? People go, well, they, they, they bl then they blame God. They turn away from Him, and then the minute that God brings some kind of wrath on them, they're blaming Him. Well, no, you're the ones who turned away from from God, and God's provision for your life. And God's plan and God's purpose and, and, and God's best for your life. You're the one who turned away from it. Now you complain. And I don't have the scripture in front of me, but there's a scripture where it talks about how, uh, you know, you get yourself in a pickle and then you curse God. <laughs> I'll have to look for it. But it's pretty funny. It's very true. You, you get yourself in this situation and then you go, God, where's God? Well, I don't know. He was there. You just ignored him. <laughs> crazy. I'm Heidi Harrison for Charlie James. Coming right back, I'll get to the text line at 71307. Common Sense Retirement Planning, text line 71307. Always a privilege. I will be here tomorrow and I will be here again on Monday. And Charlie returns very well rested on Tuesday. Now I looked up that passage. I was referencing Proverbs 19.3. A person's own folly leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. That's right. Yeah, they want to blame everybody else for their problems, don't they? <laughs> I got myself into this pickle, but it's your fault. God, where were you? Why do you? And I know people who've gotten themselves into some really bad situations and then they'll say, well, God's got me. No, no, wait, hold it. <laughs> hold it. You know, God has you, but that doesn't mean you're not going to pay for your bad decisions at times. Okay. It's, sometimes it will cost you, cost your friendships, cost your marriage. You know, you can have kids with the wrong people, but there are all kinds of bad decisions people can make, wind up in prison, you know, but God's got me. Well, yeah, I know, but you broke the law, right? So you just never know. Texture, that's in the book of James. We were just talking about that in the Bible study this morning. We could probably another passage saying the same thing. Don't go blaming God or I'll let you have it for sure. <laughs> right? Don't blame God if you screw up. 
Texter, all those crazy people are normophobic. They're phobic, uh, phobia of, they have a phobia of normal people, right? Yeah. And you have any values anymore. You're phobic or you're, you're an IST, you're a racist, you're a somethingist, or you're phobic. So crazy. Just nuts. Um, you know, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. To, I, I don't, you know, I don't worry about 2024 because I know that God is more powerful. I do know that they scheme behind the scenes. I know that they're scheming actively every minute of the day. You know, the Bill Gates, the, the WEF, the, you know, all these people, Klaus Schwab and all these, you know, the Bilderbergs. We know they're scheming all day, every day. Nothing new in the human condition. There have always been people sitting behind the scenes, rubbing their hands together. How can I get more power? How can I get more money? How can I put my thumb on these people? So they don't get to say anything. They want the peasants and they want their friends. And that's, they don't want anything in between. The peasants and the elites. That's always how it is. But God has other plans for these people. And I mean, you see what every time you turn around, there's somebody else jumping out of a building in New York City, some millionaire jumping out of a building, millionaires row, whoops, whack. I'm not making fun of it, but apparently money and all that stuff doesn't solve your problems, does it? No. All right, a couple quick pieces of news. I mentioned this earlier, but it's kind of important. Uh, Trump is back on the ballot in Colorado as soon as they filed to have the Supreme Court take a look at it. The U.S. Supreme Court, that is. Colorado, well, you know, we'll put him in the... Okay, got it. All right. Here's another fun one. Uh, Eric Adams, New York mayor, has revealed he's not met with President Joe Biden for the past year be, be, uh, despite his public pleas for help with an influx of immigrants into his city. <laughs> well, don't you love it when liberals have to suffer through their own policies right they always have to suffer through their own policies and it's just sad and and they don't understand same thing they they because that doesn't affect them like it does you you know they live in these big fancy you know houses they've got walls they've got this they've got that they're not affected by the policies they implement for you you know, we're the elites. We don't have to do the things you have to do. We're, we're going to go to work whether we take a shot or not. We're going to do this whether we want to, you know, we, we don't care. We'll have gas for our car. We'll have a gas stove. We'll have power in our, we'll have whatever we want. And you will suffer. And you won't be able to leave town. And you won't be able to go to work. And you won't be able to do that because we are the elites. And we call the shots. You know, and unfortunately, they're always going to be out there. So I'm here to give you some encouragement to know that God is in charge ultimately at the end of the day. And if I didn't think that, especially because of all the hours I spend looking at news and researching and reading all the hours I spend doing it, that all of us who do this for a living do, you know, uh, you, you may work all day and come home and, you know, grab a few headlines when you can. I get it. But when you do this kind of job, it's all, you know, I've been on... <laughs> I got up like 12 hours ago. I woke up and I was looking at headlines, you know, in the middle of the night. And you could get very depressed if you let it get to you and you thought that God wasn't in charge of these people. So at the end of the day, you have to give it to him. I mean, you got to be alert, got to pay attention, obviously. And prepare yourself. You know, 2024, we don't know what it's going to be like, but make sure you got food in the house, you got water in the house, make sure you got a way to defend it. I absolutely advocate that. But at the end of the day, 
you have to know somebody besides these idiots is in charge. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow, and I'll also see you on Monday in for Charlie James, and Charlie returns on Tuesday. Stay tuned for Mark Levin. I'm sure he'll probably be talking about the Colorado situation. Follow me, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble. Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. Thank you, Will, for a great job. I will see you guys all tomorrow. Have a great night. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 